Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hi, and welcome to our Rethink Life online worship experience. My name is Steve Guzman, and I serve as our student and young adults director. And we're just so thankful and excited to have you here with us today. If you're joining with us for the first time, we call you a VIP, and we would love to know that you're watching. You can either like this video, leave a comment, or you can text RTL VIP to 97000 and let us know that you tuned in with us today. Hey, church, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently these next coming weeks. Uh, we're going to be doing what we call watch parties. And what that simply is where we're all joining together, not physically, but we're joining together virtually, whether it be on Facebook uh, groups or Zoom calls or FaceTimes. We're going to be joining together, building a watch party where we can watch uh, the worship experience together on Sundays. So if you want more information on that, you can just go to RethinkLife.com slash watch parties where you can find out how to host one or you can simply just join one. Um, but church, we know in a time like this, there's a lot of challenges that we're facing personally. And we as a church, we want to know how we can partner with you and support you in any way possible. So you can text the RTL support to 97000 and let us know how we can partner with you in prayer or any resources that you need. Let us know. That way we can support you in any way we possibly can. We're about to hear an amazing word from Pastor Rodney and have an amazing time uh, worshiping together. But before we do that, I just want to talk about how important our giving is in a time like this. As a church, we love to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And we love to help in any way we possibly can. And, we, and when we give, we are financially positioning ourselves to make an impact in our community. And there's many different ways we can give. We can either give online at RethinkLife.com. We can give at our app. Or you can give by texting any amount to 407-413-8044. And actually, at the top of this screen right here above my head, you're going to see a QR code where you can pause this video and scan that as well. We would love uh, to just... Church, let's just continue to stay generous. You're already the most generous church I know, so let's continue to stay generous and be a light in a dark time as this. Well, we're about to jump into an amazing message. No matter where you're at, we're believing God's going to meet you right where you're at. So just pause everything you're doing, get ready for worship, position your eyes on him, position your heart, ready to receive all that God's going to do in our lives, and let's get ready for an amazing uh, message and time of worship. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for today. God, we ask that you just come into our lives, come into our hearts, meet us exactly where we're at, whether we're in a car or we're at home or, we're, or maybe we're at, at a grocery store. God, I don't know where we're at, but just meet us exactly where we're at. Let our eyes be focused on you. Let our hearts be positioned in a way where we're receiving all that you are. God, we worship you and we thank you so much for all that you're doing. God, and we just pray that you come and do what only you can do. And God, that you will shine a light on such a dark time. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
Lord, we're so grateful that you paid the price so that we could live in freedom. Lord, that so we can live in a place of victory. So, Lord, we declare that we need you this morning. God, we need you today. God, we need you more than ever before. So, Lord, we open up our hearts. God, we draw close to you. God, you are all we need.
Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to our worship experience online today. I am so thankful and honored that you have chosen to worship with us and to make this day a priority for yourself or maybe your family. And uh, first and foremost, I just want to give a little shout out to our amazing worship team and production team and everybody who has sacrificed so much on such short notice to um, really pull all of this together so that we could uh, come to you um, there in your home or wherever you might be. And uh, I do pray that uh, today's message will be life-giving and will give hope and encouragement to your heart. I uh, also just want to say that, hey, we've been praying for those of you and your family in light of all that's been going on. And I'm sure by now, for those of you who have been uh, maybe somewhat quarantined or locked in, locked in your homes, uh, maybe because you're working from home and now the kids are out of school and uh, now you're starting to eat all of the food in the pantry that you were supposed to be sparingly eat, you know, uh, to, to, to get you through these these days. Or maybe now everybody's kind of on pins and needles and getting on uh, each other's nerves because you're getting too much uh, attention and too much time with one another. And I just want to say this. That at the end of the day, um, we are going to get through this. This is a, a short-term uh, disruption, and I believe we're going to come out better and stronger more than ever on the other side. Amen? So listen, let's continue to be strong and faithful in all that God is doing. And let me also just say to continue to stay connected with us through social media. Also make sure that you keep uh, checking on a regular basis our website for uh, different updates and different things going on. And one of the things I'm personally excited about today is that I'm going to be answering questions. In fact, Michelle and I both will be answering questions based on today's message because we want this to be relevant and applicable to your everyday life and to the situation and circumstances that you're facing. So whether it's a question you have on an individual basis, maybe how this is affecting your family, uh, but we want to interact and we want to walk through this together with you and one of the ways that you can do that as well is by uh, downloading our app if you have not uh, gotten our app make sure you get that we have it on android as well as the iphone version and you can actually follow along today um, with the scripture verses i'll be giving and uh, you can also have access to a lot of other tools and resources that um, we've made available through our app. And so uh, I just want to encourage you now, if you would, to go ahead and maybe get something to write with, uh, take some notes, get everybody together. Hey, let's get engaged. And uh, it's going to be a great, great day. God's put a, a fresh word in my heart. And I want to talk to you about uh, how to win over worry. And one of the things that I want to share with you is out of Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9, and here's what Paul the Apostle wrote. Again, a little reference here. He's writing this letter from a prison cell. So if anybody should have been stressed out and worried and uh, dealing with anxiety, uh, trust me, it would have been the Apostle Paul. But he's writing this letter to some people that he deeply cared about, living in Philippi. And he wrote these words uh, beginning in, in verse 6 through 9 in Philippians chapter 4. He said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. 
Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. There is no doubt whatsoever that COVID-19, better known as the coronavirus, has impacted us all. And unfortunately, as each passing day goes by, as we're glued to the news, as we're uh, reading the internet and keeping up with everything going on, unfortunately, the death toll has continued to rise. When you think about the numbers of people who have been recently tested over the last week, more and more people have been confirmed with the virus. On top of that, the stock market has crashed, hit uh, record lows. In addition to that, many people are now bracing for a downward spiral when it comes to our economy. Most are now predicting we are headed for a recession. And unfortunately, many people's hopes and dreams and aspirations have all been placed on hold. Now, I don't want to go negative, but I'm simply stating the fact because of all of these things going on, which none of us ever saw coming, none of us asked for this, we fell into this, and as a result, it's created stress, fear, worry, anxiety. And you know why? Because we feel like we have no control over the situation or the circumstances that have been handed to us. So with all of that said, I just believe with all of my heart that what Jesus said is true, and we need to be reminded with this. And that is, Jesus said, hey, in this world, you will have problems and troubles. But he also said, take heart, because I have overcome the world. And the good news is, is that because Jesus overcame the world, we too are going to overcome the coronavirus. We too are going to overcome the hardships and the trials that we are currently facing right now in our nation and even in our own personal lives. And so with that said, uh, I just believe that sometimes when we feel uh, that we are in a situation that we cannot control, when we feel as though that we feel in many ways isolated, we sometimes will question, God, why am we facing this? God, why can't you stop this? I just want to remind you of a simple fact. And that is this, God loves you, he cares for you. God did not bring this upon us. It's a part of living in a fallen world caused by sin. But I also have good news. And the good news is this, because God has, because Jesus has overcome the world, and because we too will overcome all of this, we need to remind ourselves that we've been through many things in the past, and we're going to get through the things that we're facing today. And if you don't believe me, let me just give you our success story, okay? Because in the year 2000, some of you are old enough to remember, in the year 2000, there was something known as Y2K. You remember that? When the calendar year was going to uh, turn pages from 1999 to 2000, all the computers were going to go haywire and the bank accounts were going to go empty. You know, everybody's freaking out. Well, guess what? We survived. And not only that, in 2001, there was something known as anthrax and, uh, anthrax, and then also that was, of course, 9-11, uh, the terrorist attacks that 
impacted so many people's lives and changed the world in which we know it today. In 2002, something known as the West Nile virus, we survived that. 2005, something known as the bird flu, we survived that. This is 2008, the second worst economy um, since the Great Depression that we ever encountered in our country. 2009, something known as the swine flu. 2010, something, if you remember, called the BP oil spill that just devastated so many of our coastlines here in Florida. And then in 2000, uh, excuse me, in 2012, something known as the Mayan calendar. Remember, they were predicting the end of the world. Well, guess what? They were wrong. And then in 2015, we had the ISIS attacks. In 2016, something known as the Zika virus. And then, of course, 2020, here we are dealing with the coronavirus. Now, press in, look at me real quick, because I just want to remind you once again, if you're listening to this message, if you're watching this message, guess what? You are alive. That simply means if you got a pulse, you got a purpose. God's not finished with us yet. Hey, if God did it, did it back then, he's going to do it again today. So you need to take heart. You need to be encouraged that, listen, God is with you. He's for you. He has promised that he'll never leave us, nor will he ever forsaken. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We are overcomers because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So you ought to be giving yourself a shout and giving some people some high fives right now because we are going to overcome the difficulties that we are facing today. It may not be easy. Obviously, it's not something that we're looking forward to, but we will come out better and stronger on the other side if we'll trust God and allow him to work in and through our lives. Because at the end of the day, we can either allow fear to break us down or we can use our faith to build us up. And so today, I know in the natural, it's easy for us to allow our minds to drift towards worry, to drift towards stress, the anxiety, and all the things that we are carrying right now. Some of you are very afraid about your financial situation, deeply concerned about your job, deeply concerned even just with the overall health crisis that we're facing in our world today. And as it pertains to the personal safety and well-being of yourself and your, your spouse and your children. So there's a lot to be worried about. There's a lot to be concerned about. So I'm not dismissing any of those things. But I also want to say this, that stress is something that God doesn't want us to carry. What is stress? Stress is a response to pressure or a threat. And do you know that under stress, we feel those emotions of, of uh, where we're tensed up. We feel, in many ways, on edge. We feel a sense of anxiety. Uh, we we, we kind of get short with one another. We're real tense all the time. And since we've all been kind of quarantined, we've probably been getting on each other's nerves. I know uh, for Michelle and I, uh, we've kind of been snapping a little bit. Uh, we call it uh, intense fellowship. Let me put it that way. But at the end of the day, hey, stress is something that is unproductive and it's unhealthy. God never intended for us to carry the stress that we're carrying. And here's the other thing. Stress triggers a hormone called adrenaline. And you know what it does? It temporarily attacks the central nervous system. So it actually weakens your immune system. But here's the thing you need to understand. God does not want us to carry this kind of stress or anxiety. You know why? 
because it's not his will for our lives. So in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9, here's what the Apostle Paul does. He outlines five things that we can do to win over worry. I like to put it this way. It's God's guarantee to win over worry. In other words, it's God's guarantee to be worry-free in your life. And so there are over 7,000 promises in the Word of God. If uh, you may not know that, I just want you to know that there are 7,000, over 7,000 promises in God's Word. What you need to understand is that before every promise is fulfilled, there is also a premise. In other words, God says, I'll do this if you'll do this. So before every promise, there is a premise. And here's that premise. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, here's what Paul said. He said, if you do this, do what? If you do these five things, he said, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ. You want to know how you know whether or not you have that peace that we're talking about? It's when all hell can be breaking loose. It's when you are living in the midst of chaos, when you are not able to be in control of the situation and the circumstances that are going on on the outside. But in the midst of it all, you are at rest. There is a quiet peace in your heart and in your spirit because you know that even though things are out of control, God is in control. And so rather than having a sense of panic, we are at a state of peace because of God being in control. So as a result, here's what Paul said. Five things. This is God's guarantee to be worry-free. If we will do these things, Paul said, we can have that peace that passes all human understanding. And what are they? Number one, if you're taking notes, is this. We need to worry less. Now, I know I'm stating the obvious, but here's what Paul said. He said in verse 6, don't worry about anything. Why is that so important? Let me tell you why. Because the number one source of stress that you're facing right now is attached to worry. And here's the thing you need to understand is that worry doesn't solve anything. Worry doesn't accomplish anything productive in your life. In fact, nothing good comes from worrying. In fact, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, in, 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 in the book of Matthew, he said, you can't add a single hour to your life by what? By worrying. So if we can't even add a single hour to our life by worrying, then why in the world are we sitting around listening to all the negativity, taking in all the negative stuff, and worrying about all the stuff that we honestly can't control? And so when you think about that, Here's what worry does. Worry exaggerates the problems. In other words, worry causes things to feel bigger and seem bigger than they actually are. And so when you think about the impact that worry has, you know, it, it has a profound effect on our bodies. You ever heard someone ever say or make the statement, well, I'm just worried sick. Well, guess what? They're telling the truth because worry will make you sick. It's not what you eat that makes you sick. It's, it's what eats you. 
that makes you sick. And that's what worry does. And I, I, I've, I've kind of been, um, you know, amused by the fact of, you know, when I look at my own life, I, um, you know, I've been around my fair share of people. And um, I'm always amazed at how when I look at, you know, my temptation to maybe take my eyes off the Lord and put my eyes on the circumstances, it's easy to, to suddenly worry about things that, that you can't control because I think it's, in many ways, you know, it's, it's, it's just where we naturally go. It's our default. But have you ever thought about something? Did you know that we are not actually born into the world as born worriers? There's no such thing as a born worrier. When you go into, you know, the hospital and, you know, you're in the maternity ward, and you're looking at all the precious little beautiful newborns, you don't look at them and say, oh, he's a warrior. Yep, she's a warrior. No, 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 no. There's no such thing as a born warrior. You know that um, humans are the only creations <laughs> that, that actually worry? Now, think about this for a moment. When God created us, he didn't create us to worry, but yet we are the only ones that actually worry. When you compare, you know, ourselves with, you know, dogs, well, dogs don't worry, cats don't worry, horses don't worry, birds don't worry, fish don't worry. You know why? Because it's unnatural. And the reason why it's so important that we keep this in perspective is because at the end of the day, if we find ourselves worrying, well, guess what? We learned how to worry from other people who worry. So therefore, if we worry a lot and we struggle a lot with all of the negativity and we carry that weight and that stress on ourselves, well, guess what? We learned how to do that from watching other people who worry. And for some of us, we've been around some great worriers. Well, just like you can learn how to worry from someone, you can also learn how to unworry. And that's so important, I think, for us in these trying days because at the end of the day worry is a choice and we need to learn how to flip the script we need to ask God to help us turn our worry into worship I love what first Peter 5 verse 7 says give all your worries and cares to God why because he cares for you and so today what Paul wants us to understand is that the first key to winning over worry is to worry Less. The second key is this. We need to pray more. In Philippians 4, 6, he said it this way. Don't worry about anything, but pray. Instead, pray about everything and tell God what you need. So what we need to do is we need to pray more. And when we pray more, guess what? We worry less. Now, imagine if we spent as much time praying as we did worrying what kind of impact that would have on our lives. You know, it's interesting to me how we always approach prayer as a last resort rather than a first response. Well, prayer should always be our default mold. Mold Prayer should always be that first response anytime we feel stress and anytime we begin to get worried about the things that we cannot control. In fact, Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because 
I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden that I give you is light. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of us right now, we need to cast our cares upon the Lord. We need to bring our burdens and all the concerns that have us all worried and stressed out, and we just need to simply place them at the feet of Jesus. And the greatest single thing you could do is get with other people to pray with you. As a matter of fact, if you want to um, jot down this, or we'll have it on the screen, but just uh, simply text. If you have your phone, you can text RTL Prayer, and that will shoot you a little prayer form that you can fill out. We want to hear from you because we want to stand with you in prayer. You need to surround yourself by other people during these difficult days to pray for you. Pray for God's presence, pray for God's protection, and pray for God's provision and His peace in your life. And so that's what Paul challenged us to do. In fact, if you don't even know what to pray, here's what we need to understand. James, the book of James, even invites us. When we stand, when, listen, when we're standing in the fork of the road and we don't even know what to do about our future, well, guess what? James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. So what do we do? To win over worry, we have to, we, we, we have to worry less. We have to pray more. And then number three, we have to thank God in all things. In verse 6 in Philippians 4, he said, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And then notice, tell God what you need and then thank him for all that he has done. I know this one fact to be true. Ungrateful people are unhappy people. Did you know it's impossible to be happy and ungrateful at the same time? But anytime you're around grateful people, you'll always notice they're happy people. So happiness is a choice. It is not based on circumstances that we face in our lives. As a matter of fact, studies even show that the healthiest emotion that we can have is an attitude of gratitude. In fact, here's what it does. When we show a spirit of thanksgiving, when we have an attitude of gratitude, you know what it does? It actually builds, it strengthens our immune system. It's one of the greatest antidotes to stress and worry in our lives is just by simply having a thankful heart and spirit. In fact, it is the remedy for depression, psychologists and psych psych psychiatrists have emphasized. You know why? Because when we take the focus off of ourselves and we put our focus on God and we put our focus on serving the needs of other people, guess what? It makes our heart happy. It takes the focus off of the worries and the concerns that are weighing us down where we get self-absorbed by all that stuff and allows us to put our focus and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. What does the Bible say? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will guide and direct your steps. Let me tell you something. When we think about where we are right now, there's a lot of things that you can be thankful for. Just be thankful for the fact that if you're healthy and you're at home and your family's healthy, your kids are healthy, you ought to thank God for that. Listen, if you have found God to be faithful and, man, you have food in your pantry, 
Uh, you're still getting an income, a paycheck. You still have a job. You got to thank God for the opportunity that you have right now. When you compare your situation, your circumstances with everybody else, let me tell you something. It allows us to kind of gain perspective, and we begin to realize, God, I'm truly blessed. God, thank you for blessing me. God, thank you for providing for me. God, thank you for protecting me. God, thank you that you have done so much in my life and in my family. I think one of the best things you could do is just simply take a journal and start just writing out the things that you're thankful for and grateful for and watch what it does to your attitude and to your spirit. So Paul said the third thing we got to do is we got to thank God in all things. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, he said, be thankful in all circumstances. Why? For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So it's God's will that we have an attitude of gratitude. Number four, Paul said this. He said to worry less, pray more, thank God in all things, and then focus on the good. You see, what consumes you is what controls your life. And we need to choose to fill our minds with good things, with positive things. Limit how much, you know, social media that you are paying attention to. Limit how much news you are watching and listening to and how much stuff on the internet, internet you're taking in. And the reason why is because Philippians 4.8, Paul said, fix your thoughts on what is true. Fix your thoughts on what's honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. The greatest single thing we can do is to simply focus on the good that God has done and is doing in and through our lives. In Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says these words, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. What a powerful verse of Scripture that is. I'll never forget hearing the story my father-in-law told uh, that I thought was so funny. My father-in-law, he, he deserves a purple heart because he raised four girls. Man alive, I don't know how he did it. But I do know this. I've learned a lot on how to be a dad, how to be a husband. And uh, he uh, and his wife, my mother-in-law, raised four amazing girls. My wife, Michelle, is the oldest of those four girls, by the way. And one of the things that I'll never forget, my father-in-law was always known for in their house. I remember Michelle used to tell the story about how early in the morning he'd get up and, man, he would be singing songs and he would walk into their rooms and wake them up get, to get them ready for school for the day. And he would sing those songs like, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. Or he would say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You remember those are old school songs, man. We need to bring those things back. But he would walk into the room and, you know, they'd be asleep and groggy and he'd get them out of bed. He'd be singing in those, he called them happy songs. Well, my father-in-law, he got a brand new Honda Accord. He was all excited about it. It had um, light-colored um, cloth seats. And, um, you know, one day he was uh, packing in the family into this new Honda Accord. They were going to the airport, and uh, Michelle and her three sisters were all double-buckled in the back seat. So four of them in the back seat, Rod's driving, and my mother-in-law's in the passenger seat. Well, Michelle, she didn't finish getting ready. She still does this today, my ad. She brought her makeup 
in the car with her. Man, can you believe that? She brought her liquid makeup. May I add that detail, which is very important. She brought her liquid makeup. And so her and her her sisters are strapped in the back seat. And as they're driving down the road, my father-in-law hits a bump. And guess what? Liquid makeup goes everywhere, all over Michelle, all over her sisters, all over the cloth, light-colored cloth seats, my ad. And then all of a sudden, one of the sisters spoke up and said, Dad, Dad, Michelle spilt her makeup. And he said, well, just clean it up. And she said, no, you don't understand. It's everywhere. So he pulls his car off to the side. By this time, he's, he's so upset. He's in a hurry, but he's frustrated. He's mad. And all of a sudden, Michelle gets out. He's scooping up liquid makeup from the palm of his hand. He's getting it out of the car. And he just told everybody to get back in the car. And Michelle said, well, I have to sit in it. He said, just sit in that makeup. So they all get in the car. He takes off. He's heading towards the, the, the airport. And, man, it's like stone cold. Nobody's saying a word. He said, I don't want to hear a word out of anybody until we get to the airport. And so all of a sudden, as they're driving, one of the sisters, uh, my sister-in-law, Kim, spoke up. And she said, Dad. And he said, Kim, I don't want to hear a word out of your mouth. Y'all just be quiet. Don't say a word. She said, but Dad. And he said, Kim, I've told you, I don't want to hear anybody say a word. She said, but Dad. He said, what is it, Kim? She said, Dad, do you know any?" happy songs. Well, as you can imagine, he broke out, you know, a smile, <laughs> kind of brought it all into perspective that, you know what, it's easy to allow the little negative things to rob the joy out of your life. You remember what Nehemiah said? He said, hey, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Whatever you do, do not allow the enemy to rob you of your joy. Don't allow him to rob you of the good things that God has given to you. Instead, be thankful for all that God has done. So what do we do? What is Paul saying? What are these five things? He said, worry less, pray more, thank God in all things, focus on the good, sing those happy songs. And number five, he said, don't do life alone. I think this is so important. You know, we've been obviously instructed to practice what is referred to as, um, you know, social distancing. And obviously for, for health reasons, we, we, we get, we understand all that. But at the same time, now more than ever, rather than being isolated, rather than feeling alone in the midst of the crisis that we're facing, we need to be spiritually, relationally, and emotionally connected with the right people in our lives. And that's why Paul said in verse 9 in Philippians 4, he said, Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing. Then, and then here is the promise. Then, if you do these five things, what did he say? If you do these things, he said, then the God of peace will be with you. What are those things? Worry less. Pray more. Simply thank God in all things. Focus on the good and don't do life alone. We need to surround, our other, surround ourselves with other people who can speak life into us, to encourage us, to give us the support that we need, to pray for us, to stand with us, and you know what? To grow together through these difficult days. If you want to win over worry, then do these five things. 
apply these five principles in your life. In Galatians 2.6, it says, help carry each other's burdens. In this way, you will follow God's teachings. So through these difficult days, we're going to do some things that are unique. We're going to be leveraging technology. We're going to be through Zoom calls. We're encouraging groups to get together together. Use the platform of Zoom to have group conversations, pray for each other, encourage one another, do Bible studies together, do Facebook groups. Why? All of these things can help us weather the storm that we're facing during these difficult days. We need people in our lives. Don't do life alone. Well, I want to invite you right where you are. I hope this, this, this message today has been encouraging and helpful to you. Let me invite you, if you would, to bow your head and close your eyes right where you are. And I just want to say this as, uh, as you're praying, just for a moment, I, maybe you want to get your family together. Maybe you're, you're by yourself. And I just want to say, as our heads are bowed and eyes are closed, maybe you're a follower of Jesus. You know Christ as your Savior. But you know what? Maybe you've been guilty of taking your eyes off of God and you've been focusing on your circumstances. And as a result, those circumstances have gotten bigger and bigger in your mind and in your heart, which has caused stress and fear and worry and anxiety. Rather than focusing on how big your circumstances are, can I encourage you today to focus on how big your God is? And today, the one of the best things that you can do is to simply ask God, God, forgive me for relying upon myself, putting my focus on the wrong things. May I focus, may I fix my thoughts on you today? Just tell God. Listen, he invites you to bring your cares and your concerns to him. Maybe you're listening today. Maybe you're watching this. And maybe what's missing in your life, quite honestly, is a, is a relationship with Christ. Maybe it's the peace of God that's missing. That's the void in your heart. It's just knowing that you have the peace of God. There's one thing of knowing the peace of God and having the peace with God in your heart. And maybe if that's a void right now in your life, and you want to solidify that. You want to put your faith and your trust in Jesus and know that your sin has been forgiven. Know that you can be made new. Know that you can fulfill the purpose that God has for your life and have the hope and the security that you'll spend eternity in heaven. Would you pray with me and invite Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I'll lead you through it. We can pray together. Just say, Dear God, I confess to you that I'm a sinner. I turn from my sin. Jesus, I believe that you died on a cross and you arose again. And today, by faith, I invite you into my life to forgive me and to save me and to change me. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart and saving my soul today. I welcome your peace, for it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer just then, I want to just say congratulations and welcome to the family of God. I'm so thankful that you have chosen to be a part of this and that you prayed that prayer. And listen, if you pray that prayer with me just then, I would love to know. It would mean the world to me to know that you prayed that prayer. And what I want to invite you to do, if you have your phone handy, just text these words. Just text RTL saved. That's S-A-V-E-D. It's on the screen. RTL saved. To that number, 97,000, that will shoot you a little form you can fill out. And please take a moment to fill that out. I want to send you something that I believe would be a great source of help and encouragement to your life. But I want you to know I love you. So thankful that you are part of this online worship experience. And um, listen, stay in touch with us through social media. 
and B, checking our website at RethinkLife.com. And uh, listen, let me just encourage you to surround yourself with others. We're going to be doing some Q&A here in a few minutes. I'd love to hear with you. We can talk about ways to apply this into your everyday life. We're going to put some online uh, discussion questions uh, where you can do this through group chats and through uh, online uh, groups. And um, yeah, I promise you, it will be one of the greatest single things you could do to help you win over worry during these difficult days. I love you. Can't wait to be back with you in the coming days. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.